Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Hey, Giants fans in the great state of New York. We have an offer from Caesars Sportsbook that you won't want to miss. New customers can get their first bet on Caesars all the way up to $1,250. All you have to do is use our code NYGINSIDERFULL at sign up. If you sign up with our code NYGINSIDERFULL, you will not only have your first bet insured, but you will also be directly supporting our podcast. So if you haven't signed up for Caesars Sportsbook, join with our code, which is all one word, NYG Insider Full and drop your first bet. This offer is only available to new customers who are 21 years of age or older and physically present in the state of New York. Please gamble responsibly. If you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. See podcast description for full terms. Thank you. Hey, Giant fans. Welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I am the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper, and with me, as always, is the beat writer, the heart of Giants Nation. Nobody beats the biz. Chris Bizignano. Well, we're, we're finally hitting official start of summer, Chris, and it is the... Doesn't no, feel like it, though. No, right? it does not. When, when the hell did fall get here all of a sudden? <laughs> Holy crap. I walked outside I walked outside today. I thought I had a well, jacket. Um, as you know, I, I just flew in from Denver. It's like in the 80s out there, dude. It's in the 80s. And my flight was delayed, and I texted my wife. I said, what's going on? She goes, it's so windy here. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. So then I land. I'm like, it's yeah, colder it here like, than Denver. Oh, yeah. It was literally like 54, 55 degrees this morning yeah. when I walked out of my house. I was like, holy crap. When the hell? What did we miss summer? It was, it's that type of supposed to be you know, dreary weather for the next few days. Yeah. What are you going to do? Um, but we are in the dead zone of the NFL season, but we still have stuff to talk about, right? We had a lot of questions in. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for keeping the interest in the Giants in June still because the questions came in. Uh, a lot of usual suspects, but a lot of new ones as well. But we figured, look, we're going to talk about a few things on this podcast, but obviously we're going to start off with you know, the status of Saquon Barkley. We're going to go into what rookies and second-year guy are going to make an impact to this team and what we feel, you know, which guys will not only take that next step, but will actually have an impact on the roster and how the Giants perform. So, uh, but, and then obviously we'll get to your questions, but we'll start off with Saquon, Chris, and I'll just leave it up to you, buddy. Any, what's the update there? Yeah. Yeah, I wish I, you know, I had something for everybody, but I don't. There's not, not much going on from what I understand. Um, you know, just pretty quiet. You know, they're talking. That's good, though. Um, but, yeah, that's good that they're talking. We talk, you know, we've discussed this in the past. But nothing uh, close, but they have time. Look, July 17th is a big date. All right? So, it could go right up to that. And if not, he'll play on the franchise tag, which I'm sure Saquon will sign. Um, so, we'll see. That, you know, um, there's a lot of theories out there. Oh, it's, it's the guaranteed money and all that. It's not, you know, I'm sure it is, but... You know, from what I understand, they're not really close right now. 
And we'll see if Saquon wants to make some changes on his end as far as agent-wise. I don't know. We'll see. You know, after a while, like we discussed, you have to say, well, okay, well, let me look at my side. What's going on here? So we'll see. You know, but there's nothing really to report. Uh, I haven't changed my mind, Jerry. I think Saquon will will uh, sign the tag. We'll report the training camp and we'll be there you know, the first game, even though you might not be the happiest. But um, that's the way I feel it's going to happen. But I also feel, you know, talking to you know some people, I kind of get in the feeling that it, this is going to get done by July okay. 17. I do. I'm starting to get that feeling now. Look, things happen in negotiations, but it might not. But I, I feel a little better than I did a couple weeks ago. About as far uh, is that as far things as, you're hearing or gut? Uh, yeah, kind of like you know, uh, you know, there might be changes, some negotiations up, and they're talking a little bit better. Mm-hmm. You know, get, maybe getting a little bit more on the way, same wavelength. But I feel by July 17th that this is going to get okay. done. Okay, I don't know if it was just because. You know, you're in a good mood because of the, what the Red Sox did to the Yankees, and it's just giving you an air of good feeling, but okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just, you know, I just, I, I kind of, you know, when you talk to some people, you, you, three weeks ago, it's like, oh, I don't know, you know. <laughs> and then as you talk and you find out some things, you, you kind of maybe get a bit of, I, I just got a little better feeling today that things will get worked out, and, and they will get worked out by July 17th. I hope I'm right. I hope my feelings are right. You know, we all want Saquon in. And I think he, I think it I think it's going to happen. So but we have another month to go before that. A little under a month now. The we'll yeah, Giant fans definitely want you to be right there too, Chris. Um, all right. Yeah. So let's let's get into it. Let's get into let's first let's do the let's do the rookie class this year, right? Um, we believe look you can't grade drafts until three four years later, but on the surface this looked like a solid one. And I'm going to kick it over to you first. Which rookie? Um, do you see having the biggest impact on this season, Chris? I'm going to go with Schmitz. I'm going to go with John Michael Schmitz. I think he's going to win that job, and I think he's going to, you know, kind of be that solidified that middle of the line. Uh, I think he's going to be a 10-year player here with the Giants. You know, um, I think he's going to really – since that offensive line to me is such an important group, we all know what they did last year and all that, and they have to improve this year. Um, to have that center um, to come in and kind of settle down that line and put Brennison over left guard or whoever wins the left guard um, is going to be so huge, man. It's going to be so huge. And you know, and not just because, okay, okay, well, he's a high draft pick, so put him out there. He's a mediocre player. But, you know, keep him. No, I think he's going to be, you know, a solid player for the Giants. You know, I'm not gonna. You know, I'm not gonna go out there and, and compare him to a Creed Humphrey of Kansas City who stepped in from basically day one and played at a pretty high level. We'll right. see, but I, I'm kind of thinking that way along it as far as yeah, he's gonna be there from day one, and he's gonna play at a pretty pretty good level, man. You know, and then down the road to be the accolades as far as maybe Pro Bowl. But that's the type of player, you know, I feel he's gonna be with this team. I I, I really do, and I. He's going to be so important. Now, Deontay Banks, of course, we all know, you know Corn is such an important position. I get it. Um, but I just want that offensive line settled down, Jerry. And to me, I, you know, I, to me, if, if Banks, say, God forbid, Banks gets injured, right, right Jerry? And he can't play the first four games. Something mm-hmm. like that, right? I still feel he can win football games, right? right? But if there's that middle, if that middle of the offensive line, yeah. It's still unsettled, and it's mediocre play, and the pocket's getting pushed back, and they're not getting good run. You know, the run blockings. 
to me, that'd be a tougher, 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 man, tough way to win football games, man. And I just think that off, because Schmitz is that offensive lineman, which they needed so badly. And we'll get into the second year guys. We'll talk about you know, some second year guys we feel have to yeah. right, take it to another yeah. level. Uh, but to me, it's going to be Schmitz. I, I think Schmitz has to come in from day one, settle the line down, get comfortable with Daniel, show why he's a high draft pick, um, and lead this team, man. Because the center really is like the second quarterback of a football team. Yeah. Protections, what he sees, signals, change it up, blitz pack, cover, package, uh, uh, blitz, blitz um, protections, and all that, man. That's, so I'm going to go with Schmitz. It's a great one. Um because look, he almost he really was was mocked in a lot of uh, first rounds uh, as well to, to to the Giants and to other teams. So they got such tremendous value there. It's a position of need. Um, he's going to be hopefully what Weston Richburg should have been, right? He's just going to come in and kind of solidify the center of that line. Um, so it's yeah. that's a great pick. Look, like you said, Deontay Banks. It, it, it's kind of an obvious one because it, Banks and Schmitz, right? They're first and second, but it's not only because they're first and second. It's just because of the upgrade at those positions. So I'm going to go. So first off, if Barkley, if things go awry, I actually think Eric Gray is going to have the biggest impact, right, as a rookie. <laughs> it right? could be. So weirdly, yeah. it, it could, could work out that way. Now, with the help of Schmitz blocking and solidifying the center of that line. <laughs> but if that line it can improve to what we think, Eric Gray may have the biggest impact as a rookie on this team this year, if Barkley's not there. Now, I agree with you and think they'll get it done. So I'm going to go with Banks just because of the upgrade and the physical ability there that, that the Giants will have right. with Banks, right? It is such an upgrade. It just seems like we've been – even when we had Bradbury and Adoree, right? As Bradbury's playing well, Adoree took a while to get going. We just never really had that second corner, even when they were healthy, right? They were okay. It was, it was right. an okay tandem. Then Adoree played really well last year, and, you know, the, the second corner was just, you know, who was it this week, right? That kind of thing. A lot of times it was obviously Fabian Moreau. But I, I just think the upgrade there will be tremendous. I think the, you know, the more you save him, Chris, and the more you report on him, you know, coming up like Mark Collins and making the tackle, right, um, getting an interception in practice, he's going to get more and more comfortable. And it's going to allow Wink to do really what Wink wants to do is to blitz and yeah. have, you know, guys kind of on an island. So Schmitz is a great pick. It's 1A for me. Actually, one probably 1C, if again, with mm-hmm. the Barkley um, factor. I'm going to go with Banks, though. I, I just think it's such a, a tremendous upgrade in a, everything you've reported uh, and said about him. I, I'm, I'm probably most excited about they him now. Him. Yeah, well, you should be, man, because they, they love yeah. him, man. They, I mean, they love yeah. him. They think this kid is going to be a stud, right. man. I mean, they, they loved him from the first moment he walked in yep. the door. That's, you know, they, Wink loves him. Shane, Dable. Kids all about football, man. You know that's all you hear about. It. You ask a few people about it, like you know what, what's his personality like. You know, and like yo, Chris, he's all about football. Yeah. You know, you, everything's the kid just wants to play football, right. man. You know, um, which is something you know, some previous number one draft picks we've had here the last five years. Uh, you know, DeAndre Baker was it all about football? <laughs> Kadarius Tony. <laughs> Kadarius Tony. Right. You right. Know, you know, was it all about football with him, or was it you know other interest and? Hmm. You know, and not being a hundred percent dedicated, you know. Um, yeah, there was times for both those guys yeah. where you just feel it wasn't all football, right? Yeah. right? Especially Kadarius, a talented guy, but he had other interests, the injuries, you know, and all that stuff. And 
he just kind of never got the feels all about football, you know. And it's one of the reasons, you know, the Giants moved on from him. They just he didn't fit what they wanted to yeah. do. And he, you know, I know he's coming out with videos. He obviously is pretty bitter about it. You know, why can't um, you just be? Wouldn't you just? Wouldn't you just be happy though if it was you? Like you just you got yeah, your ring because he's bitter. No, Jerry, because he's bitter. It's like he's bitter. He's pissed off. He's still deep down inside pissed off. He feels the Giants disrespected him, mm. and traded him, and they shouldn't have, and and all that stuff, and. You know, and he's and he's mad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, know, just, you know, you had that huge pump, like you, yeah. like, like you know, Jerry. You figure right, but like, but the ego gets it away. These guys at times. I mean, right? I, I, if I'm him, yeah. I'm, I had a huge punt return in the Super Bowl. I had a touchdown. Like, I, it's just yeah. you have a ring already. Like, it's working out for you, Kadarius. You're you're with the best quarterback in the world right now, and a great right. offense. I mean, right. whatever. But obviously, when he does things like that, like he did on social media with the finger, whatever. You know, he's obviously he's a yeah. little bitter at the Giants, yeah. you know. And uh, and all I could say about that is, Kadarius, you did it yourself. Yeah. And if just because you won a Joe Shane draft pick, I think Joe Shane and Dable have proven yeah. that you don't have to be their draft picks to be their yeah. guys. You don't have to be their right. draft pick to Good get point. second contracts. Right. Yep. Right? They they went into it with an open mind. It just didn't fit what they wanted Darius to do. Slayton, right? Bring him okay. back, Shep. Uh, there's so yeah, many. Daniel, Daniel Jones. Jones. Oh my Come God, on. that's the biggest one. Yeah, right. There's, there's so yeah, many. Yeah. yeah. Right? There's a few of them that are getting, yeah. you know, they want their draft picks and they're getting second contracts. Yeah. Big part of this football team now, right? Big part of this football team. So, you know, obviously the bitterness and this and that. So, but yeah, Banks, listen, get back to your pick. You know, hey, Jerry, you know, if this kid could play at a pretty high level, because we all know what kind of system he's going to mm-hmm. be in. And and he could and Adoy plays at the level he played last year before the injuries right. and all that. No, in Wink's system, if you have two pretty solid cover corners that are going to be asked to do a lot of man press and a lot of out on the island and you know while blitz while Wink's blitzing fifty guys and all that stuff, you know, uh, I mean that's just going to be huge, yeah. man. It's just going to be huge because uh, that's what Wink wants to do. And he had good corners in Baltimore. He feels and they and they feel you know Adoy and they feel they love this kid Banks. They feel this kid Banks. Now he, there's some things he's still pretty raw yeah. at, raw at, but he's right. a rookie. You expect it, yeah. But he's you expect yeah. it. And is he going? Could he get beat first game against Dallas? Uh, you know, by a CD or you know uh, Brandon Cooks? Yeah, he's a, you know all these guys get beat at times. You right. know what I mean? It's very look, Jerry. The, I mean, there's very few sauce guards. Right. No, that that doesn't happen often. That come in and basically are <laughs> uh, like, like the real lights out. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, I mean, the kid was so dumb. Lights out. You know, yeah. so lights out. Now that doesn't mean sauce guard might not take a little step back next year and get beat a few times. It might, but the point being is that you know he's a rookie banks, and there'll be times where he's going to struggle probably. Yeah. You know, and but they feel this kid's going to be up to speed. He's going to be ready to roll by September, and they love him. I love him. Yeah. <laughs> you love him. The fans love him. Uh, the kids. I tell you, man, when you see this guy, you see how solid he's building. Like I mentioned before, I love what he brings to the table, man. I love his physicality, Jerry. Yeah. I love his physicality. I like the, the Mark Collins comparison. To me, that was it. I, I just love it. I, I just you got to change it. that number. So, That's it. Make it 25. <laughs> right? So, yeah. Uh, yeah, as soon as Williams gets cut. Right? <laughs> so, Ad- um, Adriana's you know, surprise so, cut Radarius Williams. <laughs> so, you yeah. know. Uh, I think he's so. That's a good thing, you know. Interesting, you brought up Grado because Gray could, 
Man, I mean, yeah. he might have to play a major role yeah. if something happens with Saquon. And, and, and behind him, it's like Breida's like a like a situational guy, and Brightwell is, we don't know, yeah. right? We don't really know. He's, he is what he is. Yeah, yeah, he is what he is. You know, not a bad player, but, you know, not a guy you look at as, okay, he's going to be our bell cow, right. you right. know? You know, so you look at Gray either via, you know, either Saquon with the contract or, you know, Saquon gets injured. Yeah. Off a bit, you know, but he has been injured in the past, so... You know, I'm not pulling something out of thin air saying, oh, you know, Saquon could go down a half a season or four sure. games or six games. So it's happened with Saquon, yeah. you know? So that would be a pretty interesting draft pick that might might, might need to step up too, man. And I, I wanted to add what you were talking about, Kadarius, Tony. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it, it was funny last year because you, you had a lot of, I don't want to say you had a lot of info, but you did. You had a lot of information. And before the podcast would start, you were just like, I don't know if it's going to work out with this kid. And we wouldn't talk about it on the podcast. It was like, yeah, no, questions about him. And you're like, I don't think he's practicing this week again. You know, it was just, there was so much going on there. You're like, Dude, I don't think he's going to practice again. I think he's out for a while. It was just, it was just such a bad, such a bad situation. So. Yeah. Yeah. And he stepped into a situation. Obviously, you know, needed him over to Kansas City yeah. and, you know, obviously playing with Mahomes and Reed. Uh, we'll see how it works out for him there. But do let the bitterness right. go. It didn't work out here. It happens. Right. It happens in sports, you know, but, and I'll say this again, okay, as far as Kadarius, Tony, you know, dude, look in the mirror. Yes. Look in the effing right. mirror. I mean, Joe Shane and Brian Dable did not come in with an agenda of, oh, well, our first mission is we're going to get rid of Kadarius, Tony, at the trade that right. Okay? No. All right. All right. They, they gave the kid a chance. It didn't work out. There's a thousand reasons why it didn't work out. So, dude, look in the mirror, okay, and all that crap. So please stop, you know, all, all that stuff. So uh, just let it go. You know what I yeah. mean? Almost the, uh, the anti-Slayton, Kadarius Tony, right? He's, he's, yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was a great video that we saw in, at the mandatory camp that you saw Dable, right? You saw that veteran. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On Giants.com. Yeah. You know, Dable comes over to Slayton. He goes, hey, I was looking at some last year's <clears throat> film and game film. And man, you were, in, you were inactive game one, yep. you know? And he said, I'm proud of you. And he tapped yeah, him on the home. He goes, look. Uh, Slayton goes. And Slay goes, yeah. hey, nothing that a little work can't do. Oh, you, know what I mean? can't, you know what I mean? I mean. Forget. I got chills, dude. That's so, awesome. That's coaching. I mean, I mean, that's, you know, that's. I thought that was great that Dave yeah. did that. And, 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 dude, I've been reporting this for a year. Telling you how much they love Slayton. Yeah. Well, folks, if you think I'm pulling this out of my butt. Yeah. Or making crap up for the podcast. Or just decide to fill up some Twitter spaces. <laughs> you know what I mean? And fill up some. Well, folks, there it is. Right. There's Dable right there saying it, man. And you could see the admiration. Yeah. He has for Slayton because nothing, you know, Jerry, when a when a coach you know, coaches love to be proved wrong at times. What I mean by that is that, you know, they were down on Slayton. He was on the end of the pole, total pole. He was gonna get maybe released. And who knows if he was gonna make right. it. And I, I told this last camp, like he he could be in trouble, you know, before it all started up. And and then you see what he did, the effort, the locker room. Working his butt off, making sure he made this team. Blah, blah, blah. And coaches look like, believe what I'm telling you, David looks at it like, man, I love that this kid showed me that he belongs and that I was we were almost going to release this guy or trade him. There was even trade whispers about him. Remember? Yep. yep. Uh, you know, at training in August, there was trade whispers. They might get rid of him for a sixth round over the hell needed a receiver, right? Yeah. At the time. And he proved them wrong. And coaches love that, man. I'm like, you know what? I love this kid. I'm so glad he proved us wrong. And there's no bigger advocate on the team, maybe, for Daniel Jones than than Darius Slayton. He loves Daniel Jones. And he's vocal about it, right? 
I mean, they all like Jones, but yeah. Slayton seems to, when they ask him about Jones, he talks about his work ethic and how much he loves working with him. Yeah. Look, they came in together, right? There's, there's chemistry there. So that makes sense as well. But that was a guy that we thought, there's no way he's getting another contract. Then he had the year he had, and we still weren't sure. But Still weren't sure. Right? Yeah. But, the, you yeah. know, they, they love him. So kudos to him, man. And they, like yeah. I said, he's the opposite yeah, of what I, Tony I, did. And Jerry, and we talked about it, and I, you know, okay, he might drive you nuts mm. a few times. But, dude, I just think this this guy is going to have a big year for the Giants and, Dar- and Daniel. And, look, Jerry, I, I want to talk about Daniel for one second, if you don't mind. You know, I put something on Twitter the other day. I'm, I'm going through previous games last year, and I'm looking at Daniel specifically, right? And everybody, you know, everybody who follows it, I put out the, the video of Daniel taking a hit from a hurricane, right? Yeah. And, look, I, I, I get it. You know, thirty-one-seven. Maybe you want to get down here, but that—that that wasn't the point I was trying to make on a video. Because I was—I'm pretty sure I was probably in the press booth, press box, probably the first one saying, "Daniel, get down here! Don't take that hit." Thirty-one-seven. Yep. I'm pretty sure I get yes. it. I, and I get people like, "Yo, Chris, man, he can't take that hit." I, and I agree. I'm not like I don't. It's not like I disagree with that. But the point I was making was that the toughness, the gamer, how much this kid wants to win. Right. That in that situation, right, he still was thinking about, I got to get seven. Even though the game was long gone at that point. Long over, right? But I just wanted to show, you know, I think people, I think there's like 500 likes on it. So people kind of agree what I was saying. It was like, look at this kid. Look at the desire and heart on this guy. Now, I'm pretty sure even Dable, when he came to the sideline, said, yo, Daniel, get Get down down there. You know, get out of bounds. That's not the point I was making. Yeah. You know what I mean? The point I was making was like, just look at the desire of this kid. Look how much this kid wants to win. Right. Look what he'll do for his teammates. Look what he'll do to get six more points here. Okay, now we've seen Daniel make some decisions. We're like, Daniel, get down. Don't take that. We've seen that, right? Sure. I get it. Yeah. I, we know that. He has to be smarter at times and all that. Sliding, all that. That's not the point I was making. It was like, it was 31-7, 12 minutes left. He sees a hurricane, because I know that for a fact. I remember talking to Daniel. He knew that was a hurricane coming, you know. He sees a hurricane coming, and he, he knows a hurricane kind of gave him a borderline close call yeah, hit was, there, right? I don't was. want to talk bad yeah. about Bobby. No, we loved him giant. now. Yeah, right. But it was a cheap shot. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> no, but it was a borderline cheap, cheap shot. He's our cheap shot guy now. <laughs> he hit him up in his neck, you <laughs> right. know, and, and all that crap. Uh, and he knew it was Bobby coming, and he was going to show him, yeah, I'm not afraid of anybody on this. I, I, dude, I loved it. I, I I get it, Jerry. Yeah, no, I do. I yeah. get the other part, but I just loved it. Yeah. And, and I loved it. And I think the Giants fan base, you know, after Daniel last year, putting his team on the shoulder all the time, running with his feet, throwing the ball against the fire. I think people are really falling in love with Daniel Jones, bro. And I noticed some outside media and all that. Okay, whatever. You know? And, I, and I'm going to tell you this too, Jerry. There's one point I just don't want to make out. I'll, 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 I'll throw it over to you. One thing Daniel... This year, he's going to have no excuses either. Those numbers have to come because you look at this receiver group. We're going to do different groups, right? We'll break down each group the next few weeks. We'll do defensive line tape, but we're going to get the receivers soon. He's got weapons, right? Right. you got a Darren Wallace, so there'll be no excuses for Daniel as far as, well, you know, mediocre receivers. So the pressure's on him a little bit there. The contract, and I get it. But, dude, I think the Giants fan base has fallen totally in love with Daniel. Am I wrong with that? No, and I think they finally got a chance to because he's in an offense where he can produce. Like, 
before he almost had no he had no chance for you to fall in love with him with with the surrounding right. cast and right. and the cast of characters who were coaching and he made him. Mistakes, I, no question. You know, but now you see that and it's like it's it's like the first time you saw it. Well, it's the first time he's really had an opportunity to kind of showcase it, really. Um, but I, I agree with you. I think Giant fans going into last year, probably 40-60, right? 40 liked them, 60 were like, let's just move on, let's get through the year. I mean, by the end of the year, it, <laughs> right. it's got to be 95-5. Yep. I mean, there's still going to be guys that don't like him, but yep. I, if you pull the 100 Giant fans, I think 90 come back and say, he's our guy. I love him. Yeah. I, I think, you know, so many people look at and say, you, you know, they made the playoffs and they won some big games at the end because of Daniel. They yeah. won a playoff game because of Daniel. Right. Because a lot of times you've seen over the years, well, this quarterback won a game in spite of him. You right, know what I mean? Right, because right. the defense held, the defense won a 23-14 game, uh, 20 to 14, whatever it might be, in yeah. spite of the quarterback. Yep. Hey, look, folks, the Denver Broncos won the Super Bowl in 2015 in spite of Peyton Manning's right. mediocre play. Yes. They won that Super Bowl against Carolina. Peyton Manning didn't do crap. Yep. All right. Nothing. Their defense won that fall. Yeah. That, now, okay, you know, we all know Peyton is Peyton. We understand. But what I'm trying to say is that but I think that Peyton was an older Peyton. Yeah, right. Right. You know, you know, uh, uh, I think people looked at it and said, "Yeah, we won nine games because you know." And the, Daniel was a big reason Huge why. Part. Yep, he was a big reason why, yeah. and that made the fan base. I think that made the fan base really love Daniel. And at that, and the contract, knowing that Dable Sheen have the confidence in this guy to give him that deal to stick around here for a while. I just, but that's the point I wanted to make the video. Like I, I'm watching it right, Jay. I'm going through the Colt game. And I see that play, and I go, "Oh man, I'm putting this on to." I said, "Look at this guy, man. It just." The fire in his kid, right? Yeah. I know I know he's in front of us and folks only see the presses with Daniel and he gives those Yeah, right, no, I know, I know this guy's great. You know, he always gives the stand <laughs> answers, but the behind the scenes, yeah. the fire, the fire in this guy, the win football games, the competitive nature this guy has to win football games, and that's why his teammates love him, Jerry. These guys love Daniel in the locker room. They love him, bro. Yeah. You know, and yeah. there's a reason why, and it's one of the big reasons, man. Well said, buddy. All right, guys, we're going to take a break and be right back after this. You are listening to the Giant Insider Podcast. Hang on. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. 
And we're back, folks. You're listening to the Giant Insider Podcast with Jerry Foley and Chris. Nobody beats the biz, Bizignano. Um, one last thing on Slayton. I, I, I want to see him catch the uh, get slants right more. Like I, I want him to have space to run afterwards because he's such a good yards after the catch guy, right? Right. I, right. I want to. I want to. Hopefully, with the weapons we have and the time Jones should have with that line, we'll see more of that this year. That's the last thing I wanted to say on Slayton. But dude, you were. Uh, 100% right on, on Jones. Um, I, I think most Giant fans are, ha- fall, like you said, falling in love with him. Um, and this year you're going to fall in love with him more, I think, because I just think that the numbers are going to get better. He's got a second yeah. year in under Kafka and Dable. It's, all signs are, you know, pointing up for Jones. Um, all right, let's get, to the, uh, let's get to the second year, guys. Because last year, dude, you know, we saw it, man. There's so many freaking injuries to that rookie class of last year. Yeah. Um, and so... I'm curious who you think is going to have the biggest impact this Jerry, year of all those draft picks. Jerry, I don't think there's any question the guy that has to step it up is Evan Neal. Yeah. He's going to have the biggest impact because all this talk about Paris Campbell's and Darius Slayton's and Darren Wallace ain't gonna, it isn't going to mean crap yeah. if this guy doesn't settle down around that. You can't allow six sacks, 10, 15 quarterback hits, whatever it was and all that. Um, I believe Evan will improve, you know, but he's got to have the biggest impact for the second year guys coming back. Even more than Thibodeau, Jerry, even more than Thibodeau. Neil has to give them that solid right tackle play. We can't have Daniel getting hit numerous times, getting sacked, running for his life, all that. That's, that he has to be solid at right tackle for this team to take the next step in the offense, man. Is he a guy that you're probably going to watch the most, at least early on, you think? What? What? A training camp? Yeah. Uh, Jerry, probably not because... Jerry, I'll be watching him when the preseason games start, right? Obviously, I'll be watching him in training camp. There's only so much, you know, because they just don't hit, you know? Right, right, Uh, right. But I want to see him winning one-on-one battles. Don't get me wrong. You know, I want to see him winning those one-on-one battles. But I tell you what, dude... I tell you what, when the games start, you know, that's the guy I'm going to be keeping the eye on, man, to see how he's holding that right tackle position. You know, that, yeah. hopefully he's holding it down. I will yeah. be that first game against Dallas. You know, I'm going to be keeping an eye on him. You know, no question about because you know you're going to have Micah lined up over him, the Demarcus Lawrences, and you know yep. guys like that, and they're going to be testing him, right? They're yep. going to be testing yeah. him. Yep, and he's going to have to hold it down. Uh, so. Man, he's going to be the guy, you know, that has to, in my opinion, the second you guys return, he has to take it to the next level. He has to settle down that right side of the line, that right tackle position. Because I don't think we're really I, worried yeah. about Andrew, right? <laughs> we're not yeah. worried about Andrew, I think. But, but after the first year of Evan Neal, I'm pretty sure we feel good he'll take the next step, right? But yeah. I'm sure in the back of everybody's mind, like, oh, man, let's hope Evan plays well over there. Keep it together, Yeah. I, I, that's, I, I agree with you 100% on that one. I guess if I had to pick a second, just to not pick the same one, but I, I would say that's number one. Evan Neal's the, the one who's going to have the most impact on, on this upcoming season from that draft class. Right. Number two, I, I want to say Darian, I mean, it's K, Kayvon's going to take a next step, but I want to say Darian Beavers just because that second inside spot is so up for grabs right. next to Okereke. Right. And I know they're playing Davis there now, and, and McFadden's going to be in the mix, but... You know, the, I think people forget how high Wink was on Beavers last year. And then he had the ACL injury. And if he can come back healthy and, and kind of return to form, he could be like, it's like an, another added 
draft pick there that we for, kind of forgot we had, right? And I know people are talking about him a little bit, but I just think he can have a huge impact um, in that in the center of that defense with Okereke. Now, right. again, Neil is one, but I would say Beavers, and one more, again, because of the Beavers injury, I would say Dan Bellinger, man. I, I just, hmm. I think with, you know, um, I think bringing over Waller is going to do wonders for, for Bellinger. And I think you're going to see a lot more, you know, two tight ends. And, and the, I mean, God, the physique he put on in the offseason. Mm-hmm. That was one thing I laughed at on, on social media. Dable said you have to get some sun on those things. His legs were <laughs> pale white. But I think Bellinger can have an absolutely huge impact because other than corner, you know, you could argue you know, offensive line stuff, but tight end's a tough position to, trans- to transition from college to pros. And Bellinger did a good job of it last year. And with the addition of Waller, I just think he's going to have – he's going to even flourish even more. Like, everyone's expecting, you know, Waller's going to get all the balls and he's going to be the number one. Yes, he'll be one, but there's going to be enough balls to go around where other guys are going to contribute. I, I just think Bellinger can, can be that guy. So, look, Neil's the easy one. I agree with you 100%. But I'm looking at Beavers and Bellinger to really make an impact this year as well. Yeah, and another guy, Jerry, to finish this off, this topic off, another guy who, who might be the impact guy is Joshua Zidio, who if he wins yes. that left guard job. Yep. What if he wins it in camp, right? right. Now you're looking yep. at a second-year guy that's got to step up and solidify the left side of the line, man. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's so, as another guy has got to, look, I, it's pretty obvious watching him and watching this offseason that, Ben Brennison's the guy they they're gonna put in at with the ones and they they're thinking him. Yeah. So it's gonna be up to Zidio, um, the Shane Lemuse, you know, the uh, the McKethans, whoever it might be, they'll beat out Brennison, you know, and and they'll battle it out in camp. They'll battle it out in camp. But another second year guy, what if he wins that job? What if right. he what if in camp, you know, look, it's not gonna be Brennison with the ones all the time. They do this in camp every year. It'll yeah, be Brennison. Right. One day it'll be Brennison with the ones. Next day maybe Zidio, then you might have yep. the Captain, you might have Lemieux. You know, they're gonna whack it up like that, and then they'll settle it down at the end of August, you know, and, yep. and you'll see what they're thinking as you go into the preseason games and then the end of camp and all that stuff. So another guy, right? Second year guy, man. Yeah, and, and if he yeah. does maybe he say he does he he gets out to the lead, say in camp. All of a sudden, now you're looking at really three guys on that line, right? You're looking at Neil, you're looking at Schmitz, and you're looking at Azudu. And it's like, all right, which one's going to be the, the – which which of those three, hopefully none of them, but which one's going to be the, the weak link there, right? right? Hopefully none. But that's that's going to be something else to look at, right? You're going to have three guys on the line where it's like, all right, is Neil improving? Is Schmitz able to make the transition and, and be as good as we think he is? And can Azudu come in and live up to the potential that, that Shane and Dable think he has? So, yeah, that's a good one as well, dude. Yeah, just it, it's possible. That's all I'm yeah, saying. It's possible totally. he might have to make an impact. Yep. You know, if you you know what I mean. So, yep. um, yeah. So that's you know. But but Jerry, look, this is all for naught if Evan Neal plays mediocre right. football. Yes, I agree. You know, if he plays mediocre, yep. which we don't expect. At least I don't. I think I don't think you do either. I think he'll be much improved. Um, he worked at it. You know. Yeah. So uh, that's what you hope, man. Because you know, that's Schmitz. I. I I do feel Schmitz is going to be pretty solid in that as a center and hold his own and be pretty good. We'll win that job, you know, and then hopefully right. Neil takes it to the next level, man. Now you're looking at a pretty decent offensive line, you know, Yeah. for Daniel. All right, dude, before we get to questions, let's talk about the defensive line. Let's let's cover that a little bit, right? I mean, that, it's it's going to be an, an obvious, especially in this, the middle of that defense is, is a strength. <laughs> you could argue that we have the, the two best interior linemen in the entire NFL as a tandem in Dexter Lawrence and uh, – and Leonard Williams, but as a, as a group, Chris, um, this is definitely a, a strength of this team, and a, you know the 
kind of the straw that stirs Martindale's drink, if you will. Yeah, it's a group that Joe Shane wanted to beef up and stop that run. Right. And I, I feel he has. You know, yeah. A. Sean Robinson has always been a real good run, a run defender. Yep. And, of and course, that was a signing almost that went under the radar because it took so long. Right. 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 And then it was it was signed like I think it was he signed right before the draft. Yeah, right late, after, yeah of, it was right around there. Yeah. Right around there, and it was like, oh wow, we we did get him. Okay, because for a while it seemed like it wasn't going to happen. So go ahead. yeah, what happened was he came in for a workout. Remember, he yep. left, and then yep. but what happened was they were keeping in touch with him. They were working yep. it out contract wise. He, I know he went to visit another team and this and that, but they wanted him. They wanted him, and and Shane landed him. You know, Shane right. got his man. You know, uh, so you look at this unit now, man. You know, Leonard Dexter, uh, those snaps are going to be. Uh, cut down a lot because of the depth of this defensive line. They didn't have yeah. it last year, especially yep. when, uh, what's his name, no, the veteran Williams got hurt. Right. Okay. Yep. So now you got A. Sean Robinson, and now you got Taco, you know, Nunez Roaches. Uh, you got the another second-year guy, <laughs> DJ Davison, coming back, right? That's the, right. It's to, another draft pick. Rotation, and you have the draft pick, Jordan Wiley, who's a mammoth kid. Mammoth. Right. We'll see what happens with him. Okay. So it went from a pretty thin line. All you had really was... You know, Dex and Leo, you know. Then you have some other guys coming in, rotating in, getting some reps. Right. And now you got, you know, these four guys, five, yeah. maybe. Yeah. And it's so important to rotate. It's so important, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So I'm laughing because before it was like, Dexter, Leonard, can you can you give us 100 snaps, or 100% of the snaps today? That'd be great. Thanks, guys. I mean, it had to be completely gassed by the end of the game. Yeah, and now you have yeah. at least a rotation. Yeah. I mean, you know, Lennon, uh, I think Dex played 82%. Lennon was like 77%. was right around those yeah. numbers. You just yeah, can't right. have that in today's football, no. Jerry. You can't have no. that. You know, it's brutal, you know. So, hey, you know, they feel they added to that. Shane did a good job bringing in, you know, not, not just big bodies that hang out and stand around. Okay, we got a guy, put him in. No, no, you know, these guys played a run well, and that's something they needed. You know, that's something yeah. they needed very, very badly, and they feel they got it. So, so defensive line, which was kind of like, ugh. Mediocre-ish, yeah, except for those two big guys. Dex was obviously was phenomenal. Leo was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, now they feel they got some guys that can rotate in. And that's fair, by the way, saying that he was pretty good. That's fair. Right. You know, so and now they got guys to get in there, get some snaps, 20 snaps, 15 snaps, get those other guys off the field a little bit, cut their snaps down to the 40s and 50s instead of, uh, you know, 60 Dex, you know, uh, you know, some, you know, some 50 plus. You try to get them in the 40s and all that stuff. So um, that's the way I. To me, now, it's pretty good line. Pretty good line. You look at this line and say, okay, we're pretty solid up front there. And you named five guys. I'm not asking you to name the six because it's well, way too early, but do you think they keep six in that in that rotation? They usually keep five. I think I think Ryder Anderson is going to have to battle it out with Vernon Butler. Yeah. Okay? And I think Jordan Riley, Riley's Riley's probably going to the practice squad guy. Yeah. That's the way yeah. I feel. Um, that's the way I feel it's going to be. We'll see. But this is why you have, you know, training camp. You know, I think Ryder Anderson might be, I mean, him and Vernon Butler, the veteran, you know. <clears throat> we'll see yeah. who comes out of that battle. You know, usually they keep five, put one guy in the practice squad, you know. But that's yep. what training camp's for. Yeah, good stuff, dude. Um, all right. We can, uh, we can jump into questions unless there's anything else you wanted to cover. No, I think that's it. We'll do. Yeah, we'll break down another position group next week and um, talk about some other stuff. But uh, yeah, let's get the questions. All right, cool. All right, leading off, Chris at Chris underscore NYY twenty eight. You're 
Chris, you're a long way away from NYY 28. Okay, 28 championships. I, I'm pretty sure New York Yankees 28 oh. is what that stands for. So, oof. Uh, what have you seen from Jalen Hyatt thus far in the offseason, seeing mixed reports on him and not sure what to believe? Too early or what? Yeah, it's too early. He's what just have you working seen his way up. He's working yeah. his way up. What do you mean mixed reports? Oh, what? It doesn't look good? Oh, the uh, stupidity what... about he's running with the third team. <laughs> yeah. is that, I guess that's what he's talking about probably, right? No, he's working yep. his way up, man. He's learning the offense. He's a rookie. He's a third-round pick. Yep. He's a rookie. You know? Yeah, this is, no, it's you know, listen, this isn't Jalen Waddle. This isn't, you know, a fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth Jamal Chase-type pick. He's a third-round pick, man. And, and it would be funny if Hyatt was the one who had the biggest impact. Yeah, right. <laughs> right? We're both wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Dan Zola at num seven line. Number, I guess number seven line. How come Eli's 2011 touchdown throw to Knicks before the half in Green Bay isn't considered one of the great playoff throws? It's not a hail, it's not a hail mary. It's thrown right to Knicks hands with intention. It was an important moment during that run. I agree with you, Dan Dan Zola. It looked like he was throwing it right to him. If there was ever a hail mary that was right to a receiver, <laughs> that was it. I said it afterwards. I remember texting a buddy afterwards saying it looks like he threw it exactly to yeah. him. Uh, I always called that the hail mara. Um, but yeah, man, uh, it should be a bigger deal. But Knicks. For whatever reason, I guess because he was more of a flash in the pan and he, and he suffered through injuries, he only played really four years, really, right? He played, uh, he was drafted in 09. I think it was 09, 10, 11, 12, then 13 was a hit or miss year, so five years, say. Um, but yeah, he's not mentioned enough as far as great Giants receivers because it was, just wasn't here very long. Uh, but yeah, that was a great throw, man. Absolutely. Yeah. It doesn't get, I, there's, there's a lot of, how about this? How about this, Lisa? There's so many playoff Eli throws to mention that you lose count. There you go. Yeah, I, I don't think it's mentioned as much, Jerry, because A, it wasn't a Super Bowl. B, right. it was halftime. If that yeah. would have ended right. the game, if they would have, right. if that was a true Hail Mary, where they, you know, where that would have won the game for them, then obviously, then obviously that would, you know, it was a great yeah. play. Don't get me wrong. I, I remember sitting there, Jerry, saying, what the hell? F with a pack is thinking it because he looked like he was wide open. Like it was like, like you said, just throwing right to him. Yeah. It was like, what are you doing? Right like, him. what the hell are you doing? And if you remember what? the play before that, Bradshaw got him in position to make that throw with a hell of a with run, a of and he got out of bounds. Yeah. He was phenomenal, Bradshaw. I loved him, man. So he really was. And Jerry, you know, speaking of Lisa and Eli Manning, right? So, you know, that that Super Bowl was on the other night, um, and I mentioned this on Twitter, you know. Of course, everybody thinks about the Eli to Mario Manningham throw, which, in mm-hmm. my opinion, Jerry, might be the greatest throw in NFL uh, and Super Bowl history. I'm I'm sorry. It might be the greatest throw and an unbelievable catch by Mario keeping the feet down. Oh, All right? yeah, absolutely. I, to me, look, the Tyree was incredible. We know that. But it was basically he just heaved it up there and Tyree came he down. He heaved it. It was a great catch by Tyree, right. but it was a it was a lucky throw and complete. Right. It was. I mean, he broke was, free, it winged it up, and Tyree makes an yes. incredible grab, right? Right, but right. the Manningham Eli was all Eli and all Mario, right? Unbelievable toe right. tap, sideline. Eli would have thrown that just, I shake my head still, still, every time I see it. But I tell you what, man, and I mentioned this the other night, I want to just quickly get in about Eli. Um, that drive down the field. Yeah. You know, Bill didn't sit back. Uh, Belichick didn't sit back. We, he blitzed numerous times. And Eli knew every blitz they were throwing at him. And he was hitting Hakeem. He hit Manningham on another throw. I mean, he was unbelievable, Eli, picking up those blitzes and getting those hot reads out and those receiver screen. 
I tell you, Eli Manning, and that last in that last drive, forget about the Manningham, unbelievable throw for a second. He was incredible that last try. I'm just looking at it like, look, he knows what the hell they're doing. He went up to the line of scrimmage. He knew exactly what blitz was coming, where they were coming, and he knew exactly where to go. It was just an amazing drive by Eli, man, to win that game against the Patriots. Just an amazing drive by Eli. Uh, all the film work, football smarts. He just knew exactly what was coming. Um, because, you know, we all know the Manningham throw, right, Jerry? That was great, but... It was only like the forty-two yard line. You still had to make plays after. Oh that, yeah, yeah, you know they had yeah, it. You know, so yeah. it was just incredible, man. Just incredible. The, the, I just wanted the, to say the that. Two th- no, it's a yeah. great point, and I, I saw that tweet, and you're right. The the, the, the two things that stand out to me: uh, the Belichick speech saying this is a Knicks cruise game, make them go to Manningham, and mm-hmm. he did, right? Mm-hmm. Like it was. Uh, that's amazing. Like yeah. you have one of the best coaches, if not the best coach of all time, you know, game planning against you, and you you answer it, right? Yeah. And then the other thing was what. What drew Ernie Accorsi to Eli Manning was that pass at Ole Miss. It was a pass down the left sideline where the safety right. came over, and he just said, this is almost magical the way this kid can, right. can throw that ball, that, that pass, right? And I think yeah. it was Patrick Chung who was the one who came over. I mean, he had no – he had, like, I don't know, three inches to throw that? I don't that know. Incredible. I mean, it was one of the best throws. But no, just, Chris, you're right. Oh, was, uh, Jerry, in my, opinion, I, in my opinion – in my opinion – that might be the greatest throw in Super Bowl history. I'm I agree. sorry. No, I said it that. It might be the greatest throw in it. And just and, and just to continue on in that drive, that one time Eli just looks over to Hakeem. I see him. He's up at the line. He's doing the signals, Eli. You know, and he just kind of looks at Hakeem because they were on the same way because they saw Hakeem looked over the defense. And like, otherwise, get ready. Here, you know, get ready. I'm, th- I'm throwing you this read right here. You know, just amazing, dude. Yeah. Just amazing. That last drive was amazing. It really was, man. No, 100%, dude. Good call by you. Um, before I before I forget, we got a request from someone, uh, Jonah Lustig, and I believe I'm pronouncing that right. Wanted to say happy uh, Happy Father's Day, belated Father's Day to his dad Chuck, who loves our podcast. Um, he just said, give him a shout out; he'd really appreciate it. So Chuck's been asking us questions for seemingly years now. So there you go, Chuck. Your son Jonah reached out to us, buddy. There you uh, go. All right, uh, Hayden Smith. How are the rookies in the locker room, Chris? You had a feeling early on about DeAndre Baker. Are there mm. any have a feeling on good or bad so far? Mm. I'm not in the locker room, buddy. Yeah. We're not in the locker room until September. So. Yeah. Oh, after the preseason game. So uh, I haven't been around them like that. Can't, can't answer that yet. Um, hey, Chris, from Nick at Dynasty Dogs Nick, which rookie are you looking most forward to getting to know more in the locker room this year? Also curious about the date of the tail. Uh, we'll figure out the date of the tailgate later on, Nick. We got to see the printing schedule for that one, but we do the uh, the insider tailgate, which will happen this year. Um, but which is there a particular rookie you're looking forward to getting to know, Chris? Um, probably Deontay. Probably Deontay Banks. Yeah. Probably Banks. What personality-wise, you think? Yeah, he seems like a funny kid. Yeah. He seems like a kid when you get to know him. He's a, he's a funny dude. Yeah. You know. Yep. Uh, him, you know, I think Schmitz is just going to give you that. Yeah, I'm here to work hard, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm here to, you know, I love, I love uh, but Banks looks like he's kind of a funny dude. Uh, and a good, you know, and, and not like he's a, tries to be a comedian, but just a guy you could have a few laughs with. But um, it's it's kind of early in the ball game because I haven't really met these guys yep. yet. So we'll see. Uh, again, guys, no predictions on the final 53 this early. We have to see them line up first. Um the Mecca of NYG. Great job on the last podcast. Excellent as always. 
Yeah, this is the question he asked. <laughs> it's not that this was a good question before. Um, I think we all feel this team's building towards greater things after the playoff runs like 94, I'm sorry, like 84, 97, and 2004. Do you see this year potentially being comparable to the following years, 85, 98, 06? And I, I think that's a, good, that's a good question because in, o, in 97, you know, that's when they had Fossil come in and everyone just fell in love with Fossil and, and what he did for the offense. And a lot of that had to do with, like, taking Dave Brown out and putting Danny Cannell in. Not that Danny Cannell was great, but he was an upgrade from, from Dave Brown, right? And he brought <laughs> yeah. the, you know, the, 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 the offense a bit into the, you know, the, the 20th century at that point, right? Right, right. Um, so the second year, right, I remember it vividly, that draft. It took Sean Williams, Jared Vicious, Brian Alford. I didn't look this up. Um, those were the three big draft picks. And Sean Williams, everyone was excited about. But that was the year that they realized, though, that Cannell wasn't the guy. And then you had Kent Graham playing a little bit. And then eventually the following year, they ended up moving to Kerry Collins. So I think that's the biggest difference, right? It, it's comparable to that because it's Fossil's, it was Fossil's first year. It was Dable's first year. But, I, you know, again, talk about how different you feel last year to this year at this time. Mm. They have a solid quarterback, the Giants. Solid to you know, above average and who could be better than that. So that's the biggest difference there. So it's a hell of a question, Mech of NYG. I just think that's the biggest difference. And I just trust Dable more than I trust Jim Fossil. So there's a few yeah. factors, but the Daniel Jones is the biggest one there. Right. Yep. Um, a lot of Sterling Shepard questions. Um, let's see. Will Shane, uh, Jim D will Shane trade a wide receiver to strengthen other positions on the team. I don't, it's so up in the air. No, I, I mean, no, no, no idea. Um, here you go, Chris, Brian Kirk, love the show as always give a ballpark figure on how much two tight end formations they'll use. Presuming both Waller and Bellinger are healthy. I say 50% wouldn't shock me. 50%. Mm. In the 12 personnel, well, 50%? Waller may not be um, lined up as a tight end, but I think 50% is right. He might be all over the place. No? Well, uh, yeah, but don't forget, even if Waller's out there, still, he's still down as a tight end. Yeah, he's so declared. Yeah, He's bad. still a tight end. Yeah, so, that's um, fair. So, so that guy thinks it's going to be 50% 12 personnel? I, I don't know about 50%, but you're going to get a lot of it, yeah. 30% or so, because they're going to want Bellinger on the field. Yeah. You know, Bellinger's going to he's going to be on the field. So uh, you're going to get a lot of it. You know, I, I, I can't. You know what? I, I'll know more of this as I see them, as, as yeah. a practice. You know, it's a lot I, of speculation now. You know, it's all speculation right now. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, you're going to see. Uh, you, you, look, they like KJ. You'll see 13 out there, too, at times. They're yeah. going to mix it up. Right, right. You know? <clears throat> when you said 13, I thought, I thought you meant number 13. I'm like, oh, right, right, yes. No, okay. Odell's, <laughs> no Odell will <laughs> not be here, no. Right. I was like, <laughs> so, oh, my God. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, Sarab Singal, who's returning kicks and punts on this team? Listen, like I would, like I put it out the other day, to be determined. Yeah. Uh, Josh Stanton, Jerry, Chris, which scenario is most likely to happen? One, Neil takes a massive leap in the offensive line, becomes a top five unit. Number two, mm -hmm. GJ shreds over the first four games, throwing for a thousand yards and thirteen. I'm sorry, <laughs> eleven hundred yards and thirteen touchdowns. Three. <laughs> Thibodeau dominates, has seven sacks over the first four games. Hashtag best pod in Giants Nation. Thanks, Josh. I'll take a crack at that first. Yeah. Out of those four scenarios, out of those three scenarios, 
I'm going to go Daniel Jones. Well, no, because the 13 touchdowns over four games is absurd. Yeah, it would have to be Thibodeau. Seven sacks over four games. Yeah. Yeah, has I'll, to go be. With, I'll go with Thibodeau, too. Yeah. I yeah, hope I don't, I don't, it's one I don't, or two. I, 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 yo, oh, so do I. Yeah, <laughs> I would love to see that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't quite see a top five offensive line in the first four. Um, and I don't see Daniel winging it for 11. For, uh, well, 1,100 yards, I'm not going to totally do it. But the 13, that sounds like a lot there, so. You know, especially with Saquon, you know, all that stuff. So, no, I'll go, I'll go with, if anything, I'll go with the Thibodeau flying out of the gate when I'm going wild. First time, long time, at first time, long time. Since we already know what music and movies you guys love, what shows are you both currently streaming and what are your all-time favorite shows? I know, I could, I'll give you your, I know your yeah, all-time Jerry. favorite show. Okay, Jay. Yours is the Honeymooners, right? All-time favorite show? Oh, it's one of my... Yeah, yeah. Currently, right. uh, yeah. I don't stream it, but Yellowstone. I, I, I like Yellowstone a lot. Yeah. Um, hmm. I don't really think of any of the current shows I really watch that much, but... All-time favorite show is probably Seinfeld and Cheers. Seinfeld is one of my favorites. And The yeah. Office. I love The Office, too. Yeah. Um, streaming, I'm not a huge streaming shows. I, I, yeah, I just streamed yeah. um, Black Mirror because I had a long flight um, on Netflix, but... Other than that, no, mm. not not much of a streamer to be honest. I know everybody watches that one Stranger Things. I, I think I watched one episode because Master of Puppets was playing in it, and I watched it with my kids and said, "I can't watch this show. I don't know what the hell's going on." So, yeah, the only show I, like really I'll sit down, and go, I got to watch this is Yellowstone when that's on. Okay, which is now ending. <laughs> After is it really? Fall. So yeah, they said they're not doing it anymore. So that's about it. All right. Um... Jeff Cope, what will you guys be doing to waste time until training camp opens? Chris. Oh. Golf. Playing a lot of golf. <laughs> Do you play in this weather? Playing a lot. Of, oh, if I had a tee time today, yeah. It's not raining. It's yeah. just drizzling a little bit, yeah. yeah. What's, what's, no, the, I, what's the most annoying? Rain? Rain more annoying than wind? No, wind is more annoying. Okay. Oh, I'd rather play in the rain, no wind, than wind. All right. We'll do a couple more. Uh, and thanks, guys, for all the questions. Uh, you know what? Let's go to Lisa. Hey, guys, what position on the team right now do you think will have the hardest time to get it together by opening day? Oh, negative question, Lisa, but that's all right. Uh, I'll go with offensive line. Yeah, I mean, that has to be. Yeah, that's the one that sticks out. That's They're going to have the toughest time. Yeah, sure. Hopefully it's not a tough time, but that's, you know, right now you have to look at that. Patrick that Collins you. chimes in. Can't wait until Jerry's tailgate. So, yeah, this is now there's a lot of pressure. This has to happen. Um... Chris from Tom, what are the subtle differences change? Well, you know what? It's mini camp though. It's really more of a training camp question. He's asking what subtle differences from last year's camp that you're picking up this year. Yeah, we got to hold off on that one. Yeah. So we get at it every day. Oh, here you go. This is a great question from Booker Daniels chiming in for and first time in a while. <laughs> hey, fellas, it's been a minute. Biz, why hey. is Jordan Ranon ducking you regarding your field goal challenge? Is he still BSing about <laughs> a bad hamstring? <laughs> no, no, no. He said he's healthy. He said we're going to do it in training camp. So we'll okay. see. Nice. You know, he's not ducking anymore. Well, you know, he came up with his Kadarius Tony type injuries. We break his chops about it. But uh, no, he said he's ready to roll come training camp. So we'll see. I like this question here. Bleeding blue buffoon. Besides Saquon, who do you think has the biggest chip on their shoulder going into this season? Would love to know offense and defense. Seems like the team is fully made up of those guys. Hashtag hit him straight, Chris. Chris, thank you. <laughs> the biggest chip besides Saquon on offense, I'm going to go with Daniel Jones, yeah. brother. Yep. He wants to show everybody he deserves that contract. Who on defense? 
I'll give you one on defense. Yeah, you shoot. Xavier yeah. McKinney. Yeah, oh, I like that one. Like that one. Yeah. Um. Let me look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. Who the hell else? Could, it could chip? be Ojolari too, because of his injuries. He could have a, a little bit. But yeah, I like McKinney. I'll go McKinney. You know what? I'm gonna go with McKinney too. I'm gonna go with you because McKinney had that freak accident, yep. and he knows he caught a lot of heat for it. Yep. You know, and I think he's gonna be like, "All right, watch this." You know, I'm gonna be healthy and all that. Watch what you know. I'm gonna make up for that. You know what happened? You know, and all that. Watch what I step up and. Plus, he wants to get that contract. So, yeah, I'm going to go with you on that one. I like McKinney, too. All right, last one. Rob Ford, all these images of Bellinger's arms got me thinking. Who would be your money? Uh, who, who would your money be on to be the best at arm wrestling on the roster? Also, uh, he booked flights out of England for the Giants-Dolphins game. Hope to see buffoon crew followers at the tailgate. That's good stuff, Rob. Um, yeah. So, who arm wrestling, Chris, who do you got? My, I mean, I, I would say Dexter Lawrence, I mean, as nice as Bellinger, as sculpted his arms, but I would think someone like Dexter <laughs> Lawrence would just dominate everyone in arm wrestling. Uh, yeah, he, he, he'd be up there as uh, one of my picks. Um, you know what, though, too, too? I wouldn't mess with Glowinski either. Oh, yeah, okay. Glowinski's, uh, you know, his offensive lineman, man. Glowinski looks like the type of guy that, uh, you know, he, he, you know, he'll drop like 40 beers and just arm wrestle all night with peanuts flying out of his mouth and, you know. Uh, going at it for three hours, slamming everybody's arm down at the table, you know, all that stuff. So, uh, Gowinski could be a tough one, too. Good stuff. Um, and congratulations to John N. He's a longtime listener to uh, Great News. Uh, at, at Great News, looks like he said he's he's moved. He opened a new store, and he's expecting his third kid. So, good stuff, buddy. Congratulations, yep. man. Congratulations. Um, let's see if I can get one more in. I'm sorry, Chris. Let's just do one more. Uh All right, Ramon Rodriguez. We end with him. Ramon Rodriguez. Hey, guys, if Shep shines in camp, do you think he'll get in the rotation? I think he has a very good chance. Right. Yep. Shepard's really, a guy who can get in the rotation really, or be cut. Unbelievable. Yeah, he's still really good. You know, yeah. I mean, if he, when he's healthy, he's still good. Yeah. And he's still uh, he's always on that same wavelength with Daniel, too. So that's key, too, you know. Yep. That's going to be interesting, those last few spots. Let me see. I think... I think Dable will keep seven. He he's the type of guy who likes to keep an extra one. Um, so Shep will have a you know obviously a very good chance. But we'll see how he looks. You know he looked great the other day, man. Oh, yeah, I couldn't believe it. You yeah. know, so I don't put anything past that guy, man. So nice. we'll see. Good stuff. Anything and before fun? we finish up, Jerry, I just want to say congratulations to your boy um, Henry Lundquist. Oh, thanks. Um, I know how much you loved. I know how much you, he him. was one of your favorites as a Ranger fan. Um, well deserved, bro. Um, um, what was he 15 years Jerry 17 years in the league 15 or 17 I think it was 15 with the Rangers I think okay so um but at the Lundquist make, making the Hockey Hall of Fame went in with a couple other goalies which was surprising man but um yeah Vernon and, and uh yeah but I think Barrasso and Vernon right? yeah Barrasso um Barrasso and Vernon women yeah. oh was it Hos- no Hossick's in already right so yeah, yeah. Barrasso and Vernon so uh yeah congratulations bro to I know I know you I know you love that dude like most Ranger fans I think I think the guy does a hell of a job too to in a booth, you know, in the studio this year, you know, in the hockey playoffs, he did you know, a job. You know what's great, dude? That's awesome, Chris. Thanks. Yeah. And you know what's great about him? I met him, and he's such a gentleman. I heard he's an oh. absolute aces. aces. He met my dude. and he met yeah. my daughter, and she was just, you know, as any most women would, staring at him. And he right. said, uh, "Hi." He goes, "Hi, I'm Henrik." And she goes, "I know." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just I'm happy to see for the dude because I know the guy was. I heard the guy was always aces of a human being. Class act. Um, yeah, I always saw him. 
in the post-game locker room after tough playoff losses or maybe even a, a series finale loss, yeah. um, you know, where he just sat there and answered all the questions. Didn't yep. run from the media. Yep. Always admitted maybe if he wasn't on, maybe one, not one of his best games, he always said, I was I, I was off tonight. It was my fault. It might have been only 2 nothing loss, and he's still like, you know, I right. should have stopped them right. and all that stuff. So, so it's class. I like to see class acts, Jerry, you know, be awarded like that. And, I'm happy for him. Of course, he, I think he wanted like 60 shutouts, which was probably about 200 less than Marty. About that, I, about that. I just had to get that in. No, no, no so, like, uh, no, so, but um, but all kidding aside, I know, I know you, I know, you, I knew you were a huge Henry fan, and uh, I was happy to see him uh, actually get in the Hall of Fame. So, no, that's good. Good stuff, for him, bro. Yeah. Um, not his fault why they didn't win a few cups. It was other reasons, as you know, being a Ranger fan. Yeah. Um, you know, guy just not basically. Hate to say, it, dude. What happened this year? Just some guys don't show up when they're mad at for for Henry, um, and all that stuff. So uh, good for him, bro. Yeah, I always said that. Like when when people say no rings, I'm like, yeah, I get it, but goalies can't score. It's different than quarterback position. Yeah. And I'm not saying like yeah. I'm not saying if you if you didn't win a ring in the in the NFL, you shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. But I, I look at it a little differently because if you're a goalie, it's the best you can do is zero. You know, the yeah. zero zero, right? Like yeah. until your team scores. You know, yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. So yeah, unless he came, unless he came up small all those years in the playoffs, and he didn't. Right. He didn't. Right. He, he came up. Seven record was incredible. You know. You know. So uh, you know. So like their goalie now. You know, the kid they got now. I mean, the kid came up big. You know. But you, you need you need. But guys, they lost to the Bills. Guys, <laughs> you need guys. No, but you need guys around you. You got to score too, bro. Yeah. You know. Right. And I, I'm Jerry. I'm not into that no ring stuff too. I'm really not because yeah. it, look, I, I saw Dan Marino from day one. Right. And I'll always say. Right. Dan Marino is one of the greatest quarterbacks I've ever seen. And Carl Banks, he comes out and says the same. And Banks, and he played against Marino, same thing. Like Dan Marino's one of the greatest quarterbacks ever played this game. You know, and he yeah. just he never won one either. So you're going to say he don't belong. You know, so there's a right. lot of things you got to look into. And if, if your if your all time right field doesn't have Ted Williams in it, you're an idiot, <laughs> right? Like he well, didn't win a ring, right? No, he, well, he's he, he never won a ring, right? right. And he's in a hall. So I don't. That's right, what I mean. Exactly. Like, like he's you know exactly. he's another one. Like what are you going to exactly. say? Exactly. I mean, Williams. what are you going to say? Ted Williams don't belong in, you know, or some other guys right. Who, right. who never won a ring, or, yeah. you know. You know. Meanwhile, they were just incredible. Yeah. At their sport at the right. time, you know, and all that stuff, and uh, you know, so uh, it's always more fun when they're nice guys too. Like I said, that's man, what I mean. Like, I was happy to see could it. Not have been nicer to us when we met. I him. was happy to see it. I heard he's it. Ace of a dude, yep. ace of a dude. Really happy to happy to see. I, I like I like when people like that, good people like that. You know, get a not not that Mechie deserves it, but I'm just saying oh, you yeah. know, the guy. You know, a lot of guys. Let's face it, a lot of guys make the Hall of Fame, and then they, yeah. they could be a sure. little bit of uh, yeah, you know, tough. a little snarky. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. So, so. Yeah, good stuff, dude. Way to end on that. Nice job by you. Uh, yeah, Lundquist was was the man. Love him. Um, all right, guys. We'll uh, we'll come back at you next week, and we'll we'll, we'll continue the position breakdown. We'll, ju- we'll jump to another position. We'll figure out which one that is. Um, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. And thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, to order a subscription to The Giant Insider, go to www.thegiantinsider.com and go to Magster for a digital subscription. That's M-A-G-Z-T-E-R. All right, guys. Sundays are giant days. Take care, everybody. Take care, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.